to the Metal Antics Podcast, episode 11. I'm joined today by my co-host, Isaiah. Hello, hello. Here with Michael today. I'm not your co-host. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm here with our very special guest, Austin, the drummer of Lorna Shore. What's, What's going on? on, man? How you doing? I'm just I'm hanging. Good. How's uh, the uh, COVID life going, you know? Uh, it's been all right. I mean, I do what I can. I just pick up different hobbies for like a month or two and then abandon them and yeah. pick another one and pick another one but I mean I've gotten like progressively better at everything that I've wanted to kind of get better at so this year is just getting better at all those things and then I don't know I mean I'm just waiting around the tour I really don't have anything to do yeah well that I'm obligated to do I could do a lot of things anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, am, yeah. I, am I obligated to do anything absolutely not yeah. so you're not forced to do anything right now nah so finding that motivation's you know hard some days you know, today I kind of just chilled out, but, you know, I got some goals. It's the new year, so definitely uh, hoping for the best. Yeah, but, um, you know, it, it's rough on a, a lot of musicians right now, but um, I guess we could start off with um, what's a... Oh, you want to start off? Yeah, like what kind of what kind of stuff you've been working on, like, during this whole quarantine thing? Not specifically uh, with Lorna, but, like, yeah, just whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Lorna, like, honestly, is take, like, as far as last year, like, we all just a backseat after all the terrifying bullshit that happened so yeah I don't know we were just like decided to just take a break from music and like try and build up a home life a little bit so I kind of just you know started I mean that was like you know beginning of summer so like it was nice out so I can go on hikes I could do you know more like active shit I normally don't do like outdoor stuff like at all but like being on tour you're like just in a van only thing separating you from like being a complete homeless person is just this box of metal <laughs> yeah so you know a lot of that stuff like it's it's fun to do because like a, you know being on tour it's like you're, you're you're really just like active every day you're in a in a car and like you don't want to sit in there all day so you go out so having my whole house to myself it's like I, I can just sit here all day but i'd rather just get out but yeah i just like was doing that some drum stuff you know trying to get other shit in the bag you know in, in the in the tools trying to get some techniques down and then I don't know, I was, like, doing some clothing shit. I got a sewing machine for Christmas for my girlfriend. So I'm, like, doing some shit with that, like, trying to do some more fashion stuff, like, repurposed, recycled, you know, shit that, like, people don't want to wear no more, like, trying to make it, like, something cooler. So, you know, it helps because, like, a lot of, like, you donate clothes, but, like, they throw it out still. And, like, it takes up a lot of fucking, like, a lot of shit we need, you know, so, like, landfills are just piling with that shit, so. You find some pretty neat stuff at the thrift shop, too, man. Oh, dude, yeah, I was there today. I went earlier today. I went to a place in Passaic, and I got, like, uh, I was, because now I have a sewing machine, I look for different shits. So I look for bed sheets, and, like, last night on TikTok, I'd just seen a dude work with, like, he, like, oh, I got this, like, Disney bed sheet, like, vintage bed sheet, and he made all this stuff out of it, like, bucket hats and all that shit, and then. I went to the store today and they had the exact same bed sheet, like old ass Disney bed sheet, and it's like three dollars. And it's like, you know, a huge bed sheet, so I can cut that up. Make a bunch of stuff out of it that could be cool for me, my friends. Like, you know. It's hard though. I mean I was like, Oh, I wanna make a button down, but like yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's make a button down, let's think about that. We gotta make a collar. We gotta make the buttons. We gotta make sure they're spaced evenly. We gotta Yeah, they got put like the thing these, in the collar. There's a yeah, lot that goes into like making clothes. And stuff where, right? Yeah, you can go yeah. to the store and get the but then, like, even just reading those, you have to, like, you know, go to school and, like, really, like... But, like, thank God for YouTube, because, like, yeah. that's just been my dad. <laughs> you can so, really learn any hobby from home. Like, yeah. anything. You learn, like, fucking anything. welding, like, wood cutting. You can learn fucking carving, like, a deer, like, into 
I look up everything on YouTube before. Even when I get something from like a store and it's like the directions are here or I just search YouTube, how do I use this TV mount? How do I, and I watch someone do it. It's like, all right, it's better than me reading this shit. So yeah, the internet's been my friend for sure. Just like trying to get content out, like trying to like still uh, be in the mix with fans and like talk to people. Um, but yeah, then doing podcasts, like, you know, you're like, that's been cool for me. It's like, I did one uh, the other day, but yeah, it's just like trying to just keep in touch with everybody. So, and it's cool to get out of the house. So oh, yeah, I appreciate it. So I appreciate it. Yeah, it's cool. Like when you're not putting out music, you know, you can do, you can do so many other things, you know, with like the, I guess the clout you have, you know, yeah. you can just do podcasts, you could, you know, pick up these hobbies and just make, you know make a living off of it almost, you know, just... No, I am thankful people give a shit about the things I do. That's why I try and do it, like, well, you know? Yeah. So, like, even with, like, photo, video stuff, like, that's been a big thing last year, like, that made me money. And, like, realizing that, that it could make me money was, like, nice. Because I bought a new camera with, like, the first, like, you know, bit of, like, government money that got <laughs> sent my way. I was like, let me go, because I can make money with this camera. It's an investment, and I want, I want it because it's fucking sick. So yeah, now it's like, yeah, this year, like, trying to do more video shit, photo shit, sewing, you know, keeping my health together, you know, can been vegan, like, for, like, about seven, eight months now. So I'm just, like, continuing good good behaviors, hopefully, this year, you know? Yeah. Anytime I, I want to buy something, and I feel like I shouldn't, I always say, you know, this is an investment, just so I can convince myself to do it, 100%. so I don't feel too shitty about it. Oh, yeah, like, a really expensive piece <laughs> of clothing, as long as it's got resale value, I'll usually buy it. And just like you know, I, my 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 guilty pleasure is like vintage teeth, like just like oh, okay. you know all the good shit, like shit I, that uh, I wore when I was a kid, or you know. I old. go on Depop and see like vintage NASCAR tees and shit. Like oh, they're that. so sick! And, yeah, and they always cost like hundreds of dollars just because how old they are. But yeah, and you find cool. that shit at the thrift. I found dope ass shit like that at the thrift. That's why I love going. Like you never know. It could just be a day. Like today, I was like, all right. There's a lot of stuff. Maybe there's going to be nothing, but then you just start finding shit. And next thing I know, my whole shoulder, I didn't even get, like, a cart or a basket. <laughs> and I just had, like, three shirts, a bunch of pairs of jeans, like, just shit I can, like, fuck with. Yeah, and they had, like, a Marvel bed sheet, too. Like, so it's, like, little, like, Thors and shit. So I can just, like, cut stuff out and do different stuff. So I'm just trying to, like, I'm just trying to keep my brain moving. Because, like, sitting around all day, like, I don't want to be dumb and, you know, inactive and, like, just really, like, not physically fit or... You know, ready to take on touring when it happens, cause like that shit will. I've been sitting at home a while. I'm pretty comfortable. <laughs> I might, I might, I might be back to square one when we first started touring, and I'm like terrified of being in a van and shit. But I hope not. I did it for a long time. So. So do you think with being at home a lot, you've been like practicing more, or do you think you've been playing less? I play more like not Lorna Shore because we don't have shows, no obligations. Like I said, so yeah. I'm just like jamming more. Just like no stress. Just like wake up, drink some coffee, just chill. But, uh, like, there's things I had to practice for. Like, you know, I did some playthroughs, you know, working on some, like, new material and just, like, trying to get some stuff together. So, like, definitely didn't practice Lorna Shore, like, because, you know, we usually play at hundreds of shows, you know, at least a hundred shows a year, like, give or take. So it's Mm -hmm. like, damn, like, that's a lot of my playing that I didn't get to do this year. So I definitely wanted to keep it. But it's like riding a bike. Like I'll, I'll literally be like, oh fuck! Like I don't even remember playing drums. And then on a good day, I'll drink enough coffee, and I'm like, all right, I'm ripping. Like, <laughs> sick, I still got it. So, no, nah, I'm trying to like keep it going though. Get a good schedule. I mean, it doesn't hurt to definitely doesn't hurt to practice. It's never gonna do you any worse. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like practicing is always gonna make you better. And I think it's important to like, 
know, just like even if you're not practicing like you know the sickest shit every day, like you know just practice something like get your brain moving. I realized I didn't have my mask on. I look like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that on before anyone notices. Yeah, yeah um, before anybody notices. Yeah, before anybody notices. <laughs> yeah there's no, there's yeah, no evidence. I, I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, what was it I was gonna ask, like, what's your your go-to stuff to play right now besides you know your Lauren stuff? Like, uh, I mean, I'll just like find like instrumentals online. Like, there's a lot of drumless tracks. Like, it could be anything. Like, you know, it's hip hop. There's like funk stuff. There's indie stuff. Throw on stuff like that, or just like songs that come out. I'm like, you know, like the boundaries, like drop the record. It's like super sick on drums. It's like kind of simple, kind of just like more meaty, like power beats. It's just like playing shit like that, some like thrash, because thrash is really fast and fun to play. Shit that's like just still fast, but like not so maybe kick heavy, because like, you know, Lauren Shore's just oh, yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing more just like stuff that requires like more power, so it's like more of like a workout and like having more fun. Because it'll benefit, you know, the, my playing with Lorna. But, like, or I'll just throw on a hip-hop track, play along to it. Like, it really just hits me at random times, like, when I wake up and feel like diving into it. Some days I just want to, like, blast me and go crazy and, like, have fun. It usually ends up there. Like, I'll, I'll jam for a while, and then I'm like, all right, whatever. And I'll just, like, blast beat and, like, have fun for a while. And then I'm tired, and I'll just go <laughs> back, back to my day. Like, but my drums are right there, so I, like I'm always walking past them. So like, it's a blessing and a curse because like I can't just play them any day. But then also like, my bedroom's right there, my kitchen's like right there. It's like, right in my house. I can play anytime. So it's good because it's good because it's always there, and it's bad because it's like all right. When we used to have like a place like this to come, like Hellhound, it's like all right. Like I'm gonna play for two hours straight, like until I leave. At home, I can just yeah. It's it always doesn't there. matter. So you have to hold yourself more accountable. Yeah, I got you. Um, so, are you guys working on anything recently? That, or are you guys just writing, or just you're just taking a break from music as a, I guess COVID is going on. I guess it's just like playing it more natural because like usually we're in a rush to like meet deadlines and yeah, get back on tour or whatever it might be. Um, but like Immortal came out almost a year ago. Too. Almost a year ago, yeah. Like and like at the end of this month, so. We didn't even get the tour on it, so it's like really like confusing as to like what, how soon do we have to put out new music? And then you know, regarding like not having a vocalist and you know the the virus kind of like making it so we couldn't tour. Because if the, if we were able to tour, like we would probably most definitely have it uh, like the new vocalist announced or like someone permanent. But like it just kind of just took the wind out of the sails, and we're just like, all right, well let's just take our time. Let's like naturally work on material as like we think it's fitting and like when we are together but yeah there's just no deadline so like just trying to like formulate like the best ideas and then when it's go time it's go time like we never really prepared like that usually it's like all right studio at the end of the month we got like three songs let's make 10 out of the, the next 30 days so it's nice to like have the time to like work on stuff so do you think with having so much time, like when you guys do end up making new material, it'll be better since you're not a deadline, you don't feel like you're rushed, you have more time to work on it and craft it how you want? I don't know. I think it's like double-edged. It's like, I think we work better under pressure. Okay. Because okay. like we were just, we could just sit in a room and just grind, but like now it's like, again, there's just like no motivation, no accountability. So like if we do work all day on some stuff, that's fine. But like, like me and Adam would like have like a schedule, like no matter what, any person had to do. We had to meet up at like five o'clock p.m. and stay till, you know, one, two in the morning. Some nights for like a month straight. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, like, we would do that a lot for, like, Immortal and Flesh Coffin. So, as far as better, I mean, maybe we just have time to, like, do a lot of the in-between shit that we don't have time for, like, maybe more layers or some, uh, just, like, added little bells and whistles and, and twists. But, like, you know, we pretty write, we write, like, pretty naturally. Like, it's usually, like, a pretty simple process. Like, as soon as we sit down, it's like, all right, we know exactly. Me and Adam are usually on the same page. Like, we know what we want to do. Yeah. You guys got um, a bit of a chance to play your your new stuff. Um, you guys went uh, to Europe earlier, uh, twenty twenty, right? Yeah. How many shows did you guys get to play before? Uh, nine. Nine. Yeah, yeah. You Something. got any? You got any like good stories from any of those shows in Europe? Or any, I mean, it was fun. Like, it, was, it was fucking fun. Like I was so bummed to go home. Like ingested. It's like a band that we've talked to on the internet since like two thousand twelve never met them like we just loved each other's bands and like we're both like kind of hitting the online hype at the same time and then we yeah we shared a bus with them met them up with them the first days we were sharing a bus and like we we're just having mad fun just like me it, it literally just felt like home like it, there was no introduction like first night we we're just getting after it in berlin and having fun it was a sick show and then yeah as the days just progressed it just kind of got a little more like cloudy and gloomy and like next thing you know it's like yeah, we're going home because like a week on tour is like a day at home. You know what I mean? It went by like that, and I was like, yeah. "Fuck!" So we didn't really get to enjoy much. It felt very defeating. But the week or two we were there was fucking great. I think we were there a total of like ten or eleven days, like with flying there and flying back. What's the like? I don't know what I say. What's the the scene? I guess you'd say. What's it like out there? Is it different than up here? Or? I mean, yeah, the European scenes like really just. Uh, like a lot of people like to throw the word like oh they're better in Europe they care more <laughs> um, I don't think it's a matter of the, it's just the culture there is just very like you know you're going the countries are very small and the people that are from those countries are very proud of, of the country they live in typically like in Europe you know Germany Germans love Germany UK they love England so they're gonna want to make sure you have a good time in their city because they want you to talk nice about it and, that, and honestly I can't say anything bad about really any European city because it's the people, anytime I go somewhere, they're just awesome and, like, having a good time. So I think the scene is just very welcoming. Like, they want you to, like, you know, go back to the United States and say, yeah, like, you know, we played Italy that one time and it was great. And, like, you know, they have a lot of fun. Like, I think you see more people showing up, like, by themselves and, like, interacting with, like, you know, groups and groups and groups of people. It's not just, like, all right, these four people came together. These four people, those two, and they all just, like, don't intermingle. Like, these people are all drinking, having fun. It's definitely more, like, unified at the show. Yeah, that's it's definitely different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know I, I, mean? I could never go to a show by myself. It's just weird <laughs> out here, you know? And they won't even talk to no one. They're just drinking and having fun and going to the show. So, like, I think it's more, like, I like it because, like, I feel like they're just there for the show more. Like, they're, like, you know, because they don't know when they'll see the band again. Yeah, cause uh, it's like United bands from the U.S. It's like we're always around here, so they're always so happy whenever bands from here go there. Like that's why whenever you see a video, I guess whenever you see a video of a band playing out there, like the crowd always has so much energy compared to you'll see so many shows in the U.S. where the band, where like the crowd's just standing there or something. Yeah, but you never really see that in Europe. It's like we take it for granted a little bit mm-hmm. that you know we get to see the band more often. We have a lot of music in the U.S. It's definitely true. Like like music's not like that. Like being a in a big touring band, like the most opportunities are here, like in Europe especially. It's like, you know, you got this tiny place where there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cities, but like a European tour max is like a month. 
but you can tour the U.S. for like you know two months because there's just so many cities and so many people, so many little cuts, so many scenes. But like some some towns and cities in Europe like are just dry. Like they're not gonna know metal music. You know that's just not their culture there. But like Berlin, like Germany, like they love their metal. Um, like Netherlands, they love that shit. Like UK, obviously. Like yeah, I can't say anything bad about anything in Europe. Like I'm just. I wish I wish we could go back. I wish it didn't have to be this way. Yeah, it sucks. It but is um, what it is. I was wondering. So you guys took uh, uh, Will Ramos onto that uh, that European tour, and I was just wondering how you guys chose him to go on the tour with you. Uh, I mean, I've known Will for a long time. Like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> a little little friend joined oh, the podcast. Make sure she doesn't go near me. Chris, you scared a little bug? No, that's actually dangerous. That's going to eat your forehead. That's a big guy. Hit it with something. But I whack that bitch. Got um, anything out of his bag? He's, he's going. Oh, oh, oh! oh. <laughs> you made it worse for yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right. I'm gonna assume he's dead anyway. It's <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> no, I know it's not. Um, Will. No, nah, I knew Will since like Awaken Providence and like all that stuff back in like in 2013, you know, 2014, I think. But I don't know. I, and I didn't talk to him for a long time. We just seen him around. He's like always a fun guy to be around. Like I just we lived kind of far. We just like didn't really have the same group of friends, so I didn't really seen him much. But you know, when everything went down, I just like kind of thought about him, and I was like, yo, like when we toured with him, like he was fucking amazing, and that was like five years ago, and he was in you know Monument of a Memory, but like. In my opinion, like I was just like, you know, I know what he's capable of and I was like, I think he could thrive a lot harder in like a band like ours. So I was like, let me see what he could do with with our songs. Like so we gave him the instrumental, sent it back to me and it was like flawless. I was like, alright, I knew he was gonna cause like I knew his roots were like deathcore and like that's what he likes to shine in. So I was like, alright, it could work. Yeah. And we only had a month and he lives right, you know, forty minutes from me. So we would just meet up here at Hellhound probably like six or seven times and by the end of it like he was pretty comfortable like first couple you know practices take you know it's a lot of shit to know a lot of pressure on him but he thrived we had a good time he's a fun dude to be around definitely and you know we came home and kind of just was like damn it's like you know we just made it out alive so we just have that bond now yeah that's great yeah i mean he's cool i mean we definitely still talk definitely like trying to like you know see what the future holds but you know it's just can't really make any decisions and like there's no reason to rush anything so we're just kind of laying low and taking our time but he definitely stepped up and like that definitely doesn't go unnoticed like that was that was crazy to step up in a month and do the european tour and just be down for it all and be ready you know that's a big commitment yeah i I was watching a video from that uh that tour and like my my favorite song uh off the new album is a death portrait and uh, Will Ramos is my, my favorite like deathcore vocalist, so I was like, holy shit, this is like an amazing crossover. So I listened to it, and I'm like, he just killed that shit. Like, he did, yeah. It's like flawless. It's like he was, he was meant for it, you know? Nah, dude, I, I think it really worked out. Like, yeah, it really worked out. Like, he definitely, I, like, you know, he was my boy, like, Adam knew him too, but like, I definitely was like, come on, man. Like, I know you can do this, like, it's gonna be rough, but like, you know, but like he never like doubted himself for a second. He never folded. Like I could, I can give him that. Like he's just, he's goofy, so it's hard to take him seriously. So it's like you know when you ask him like, "Yo, man," like you know, he's like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm like, "Dude, I know." Like, like for real, for real. Like we're about to hit the stage. Like everything is all good, and then you know, I'm just like, "All right," like I let him go. 
and he killed it. So like you know, he gave me nothing to worry about, which was what we needed in a fill-in. Yeah. You know, like because we had a lot on our minds, and then with the virus, more on our minds. So like the fact that he just did his thing every day, had a good energy, got home safe with us, helped out you know tremendously on that tour, like above and beyond, like you know with load ins, load outs, blah blah blah. So yeah, it's just a pleasure to be around. Great guy. I definitely like Will. I think he's a good. Uh, He's a good. He's a good person to look up to because honestly, he does work hard. He works hard as fuck on his craft. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. Yeah. What was it like when you guys uh, got off the stage the first time? With, uh, with Berlin. Uh, I mean, I was out of breath because I was tired. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Just like a lot of like jet lag. Like you know, we flew right into Germany, no sleep. Taking two different flights. It took like it was like a sixteen-hour travel day. Landed, got to the show like an hour before load in. And then just like you know, you gotta suss out the, uh, the the kit, you know, the the rental kit. I never seen this drum set before in my life. Five other drummers are playing it, so we're all just trying to figure out how this drum set's gonna work for everybody, and it never does. But we try. <laughs> yeah, what is that? What is that like? Because I know like they all have some have double pedals, this and that, different symbols, it's... all that, blah blah blah. You gotta bring your own, or do you just rock with whatever you got? Usually, like whoever has the biggest drum set has will usually will usually be the band you know well you would hope is the band that's the biggest on the show like so pretty much you work it where the, right, that guy sound checks with all these drums and then all right he's done sound check and just take away the ones that no one else is ever going to use maybe a second kick maybe a second floor or third rack and like whatever stands and then yeah progressively just from the first band to the last band like everyone just keeps adding shit and it eventually becomes his drum set you know so it it does work like you know it's just the the triggering and you know some people like this some people like that some people stuff their kicks some people don't it's hard to compromise and like everyone's got to like feel good so like you know some some guys like we'd have like a thing to put a pillow in the kick drum for the guy and then have the drill to take it out for the next guy it's just fucked. So, like, definitely team playing uh, comes into play, like, when you're sharing a kit in Europe, for sure. But, nah, I mean, first show, it got off. I mean, we were having a blast. I got, I, I hadn't drank for, like, a long time before that. But I remember in Germany, I was like, yo, let's just have some beers. Like, we're in Germany, let's have some fun. My buddy from Fallujah, or uh, used to be in Fallujah, uh, Alex, he was there just, like, randomly in Berlin because he loves it there. He's just always traveling. And we just went out on the town and just hung out. It was a good time. I love Berlin. Berlin's cool. What are the like? What are the venues out like? Like, what are they like compared to the ones in the U.S.? Because I'm in my head, I have like some dumb image of like some crazy Guitar Hero stage or something. Yeah, I was really gonna say I imagine like one of the Guitar Hero three yeah. stages. Kind of like that. <laughs> I don't know. Like they're really tucked away in like uh, obscure places. Like I will say that. Like it's not so like Star Lamp Ballroomish. Mm-hmm. Really, none of them are like that. Like, most of the European venues are like, there's just, like, shit everywhere. Then there's just, like, a random hallway with, like, all the posters. And at the end of the hallway is a door. And then it's, like, the sick, the sick-ass venue. Or, like, I mean, some of them are, like, out of this world nice. Like, you know, in Germany, like, some of those are, like, crazy. Like, they'll have a huge parking lot in the back, like, kind of like the Starland. Or, like, one of them, one of them in, in Holland, I remember it was a crazy day. It was a crazy fucking day. Just because, like, you know, you're in Holland, you know mushrooms is legal and then like, <laughs> at the same time you know the bus drove into like a, a, a thing and then the door shuts and like that was it and I remember like that's how we got there I was like alright dope whatever but it was weird cause I was like how the fuck are we gonna get out 
Because we're so close to like the other bus, I was like, there's no way we're going to even be able to back out. Like, I don't know why I was thinking about it. Later, many things later, too, I'm like, the bus literally, there's like a thing that the bus was on, and it turned the entire bus 180, and then it went out the other side. Oh, they're living in the future over there. I was <laughs> like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, this is crazy. I was like, literally, the bus was just like on a plate I was that's like, like the um the, the thing from Tokyo Drift and like literally. yeah where the car turns around it's literally I was, I was dude I was in the bus I was like what is happening man but not nah, some of them are like you know they're extra dope like they have a lot of like usually like here it's like the venue is really nice and then the backstage is like you know not even this you know this is nice there it's like the opposite like the backstage will be like this whole compound of rooms and different shit and like Refrigerators, different bathrooms, showers, and then like the venue is just like a little tiny like thing. Yeah, like a little hotel. It's a lot of hospitality out there, a lot of food, like you know, anything you need is like always on the house, you know, beverages and snacks. Like, you know, in America, you run out of water, they're like, all right, that's it. Or like, you know, there they're like, all right, like you show up and it literally looks like a 7 Eleven like refrigerator, every drink you want. And like, there's no, you don't pay anything, and then they're gone. They just have people that come in that work at the venue. They're just happy as a motherfucker to give you more Coca Colas, and they're like usually like really nice. Like there's like you know fans that are just like happy to do it. I would say that too. Like there's a lot of jobs out there for people that work in music. You know, like a lot of people are hurting right now because like the European, like they have like unions and shit. Like there's a lot of shit that goes into like if they take care of that stuff, but it's hurting now. It sucks. You got anything? You got anything? I had a question, but I didn't want to be no, rude. No, 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 you got it, Chris. You got it. Uh, okay, I was going to ask. Um, we usually ask all our artists, um, what's the crazy tour story you guys have? Like, what's one that sticks out more than the others? Off the top of your head. Oh, these are the best. Uh, all these. Okay, I mean, you know, there's all there's groups of crazy. You know, there's, like, scared for your life crazy, and then there's, like, fun it's happy crazy Ooh, and there's like yeah. I don't want I kind of want to hear both yeah. I don't want to like, tell anyone ever about this story because it's like awful crazy you know? <laughs> yeah. get get as crazy as you feel comfortable going crazy yeah. right now no, I mean I don't know there's just like certain situations obviously where it was like you know fuck like you know with like our band like first tour we ever went on like uh, the band here comes to crack and they uh, totaled their van in, in Cleveland two of the members came in our van and our, our van was like it wasn't a tour van. It was just everyone was making fun of this thing, and it was just make, trucking along the whole tour. And we made it around pretty good. And then we're with these dudes, and we're driving in the desert from the Colorado to Reno, something like that. And fucking yeah, this shit just fucking cut out. Fucking blew up. I was like shit. And we're like nine people, like two illegal, you know, immigrants, like who were in the band. Like and I was like, dude, this is bad. We didn't get the fuck out. So we just, like, trashed the van on the side of the road and, like, literally, like, drove it off the side of the road and, like, destroyed <laughs> it, acting like we were just going to, like, call, like, insurance company and be like, yeah, like, the van got, like, stolen. Like, because, I don't know, we just, like, didn't know anything back then. Like, we were like, what do we do? Like, it's going to cost more to tow this van to a place to even get it like this. So, like, we just thought the best option was just leave it on the side of the road. <laughs> So then Adam and I went to a U-Haul, rented like a giant box truck, threw all of our gear in it, and it only had two seats in the front. We had fucking eight people, so everyone's just sleeping in the back, and we drove to Portland from Nevada in that box truck, and we had like nine hours to get to the show so that we could play. And we made it, and we just like hopped out the back of this U-Haul and 
everyone's like, yo, this is crazy. Like, the fuck is going on? Because we're, like, the first band on the tour. So, like, people are like, I just figured you'd just go home. That's crazy. I was like, nah, that's, that's I was like, nah dog, we're here. Like, yeah. We're making that shit happen. Yeah, when you got to the venue, were they like, who the fuck is listening to you? Oh, it was, it was hilarious, you know. I'm keeping <laughs> that motherfucker. Like, you know, that was, that was a shining moment. Like, I, I definitely had a good time. What's it like riding in the back of a U-Haul truck? Like, terrifying. Sliding on the wood. <laughs> it is so terrifying. You can't see anything. It's extra bouncy. It's freezing. It's just metal. And, like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter if it's... And, and then in the day, it's a fucking hot box so like at night it was freezing oh, daytime man. you wanted to die and you guys were like the desert in Nevada right yeah it was <coughs> awful oh, oh fuck dude and, like you know everyone was like smoking weed fucking like everyone like we were really doing anything we could like back then hot box that you all try oh hell yeah <laughs> like mid highway like we're just all in a power. oh yeah definitely no one can see it I mean the whole back is blocked off dude it was it was like the whole time you're just thinking like what happens if this just gets fucking macked you know? oh <laughs> it's done for everybody in the scary. back yeah that's like you know like one that's definitely just st- stuck with me forever just because it's like i don't know we were about to you know we're we didn't know how we we're gonna get home like what happened with the truck though that's what i'm kind of wondering what about. the u-haul well, no 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 the van i mean what happened with the oh, original we got a van? letter like months later from like a tow truck company that was like pay this amount of money no you guys can have it yeah <laughs> i was like pay Five hundred dollars, or this gets sold in auction. It's like shit. Oh, well, I'm like, all right, yeah, right. let him have it. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five. Take it. Was it a Ford Transit? Nah, it was like a. Oh. What was it? And we used to we used to talk about it all the fucking time. It was a. It's like a conversion van, like like this like typical conversion van that had that like weird over like uh, had the extended roof in the middle, and had one bench, two captain's chairs, two front chairs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, I think I get it. It was, like, more, like, and had, like, carpet. It was, like, all, like, luxury and, like, nice. That's, nah, you don't need that. <laughs> you need that shit basic. Basic as fuck. Yeah, but you guys upgraded now, obviously, right? Yeah, I mean, we've got the 15 passenger. I mean, it's on its, I mean, we were just in it the other day. It's got, like, 304,000 miles on it. Nice. We bought it with, like, 40,000. Oh, wow. And yeah. that was, like, four years ago. So, I mean, we fucked, or, nah, probably, like, five years ago. Yeah, we put some miles yeah, on that's that. That's a lot. Getting your, getting your money's worth. We got our money. That oh, yeah. Definitely did us right. Definitely how many miles right. are, are they supposed to put out? Like, how many before you're like, okay, we've got to retire this thing? I mean, I've heard max, like, five. I've never heard anything over oh, wow. five. That's so impressive. But I've heard five. Like, I've seen some dials on, like, the thing flip up to, like, back to zero. I've oh, seen yeah. Just, like, <laughs> pass it all. Yeah. yeah it's Car- like it's brand new. <laughs> Carnifex had one. It was, like, 5,000. That's great. But, uh, or 500,000, but... You just gotta take care of that motherfucker, like, like crazy. Like that, we always make the stops on tour. Like, get everything fixed. Can't be scared to put the money in the van. Yeah, because that's that's the only way we get to do. The van help you, you help the van. Like you know, I used to get <laughs> super bummed we had to fix the van. Now I'm just like, I don't like whatever we gotta do. Yeah, because if anything messes up, then, then can't, you blow, can't even get money. <laughs> you leave it on the side of the road. And you you have, gotta take like, care of it. Oh yeah, shows love. Do. Nah, yeah, gotta take care of your, your touring vessel. Yeah, I was like, do you guys have, like, like, like a band? I don't know how to explain it. So, like, you guys are band, do you guys have, like, a best friend band that you guys are super close with, like, more than any other band? You know, over the years, I feel like it's, like, it kind of, like, you know, fluctuates, like, depending on, like, who you're on tour with a lot that this, this year and, like, who's putting out records the same time as you and like kind of flowing with your same rhythm like you'll you'll start but like you know there's certain bands that obviously like you know i'll pick out a member and like you know i'm really close with that member but like don't know much 
But I would say, like, as a whole, like, as far as, like, who is, like, a whole group of people that, like, complement all of us, like, where, like, each member can be, like, each member can hang out with any member of our band, like, have a good time. Um, I mean, we just toured with Rivers, and I think, you know, last year, like, two tours in a row. And I definitely think Rivers was that band because, like, we looked up to them for a long time. I love Rivers. Like, we've been listening to Rivers for so long. Like, Rivers of Nile, if anyone doesn't know. <laughs> but they're just great dudes. Like, I've been waiting to tour with them forever. I, like, respect the fuck out of them as musicians. They're goofy as fuck. Like, Johnny T, I love you, you crazy bastard. You know, Jake, the singer, is nuts. Brody's, like, one of the most talented guitar players, songwriters, just awesome human being. Jared, the drummer, is awesome. Big bass player fucking killing it like you know what I mean like and then again like you could just I've seen at on tours like different moments where like I'm with Johnny or I'm with Brody or I'm with Jared or I'm with Jake so like I think they're the first band I've seen that because like usually it'll be like oh like me and the drummer of this band hang out and the guitar player that but I don't know the guitar player mm-hmm. but like Rivers it was just like you know let's get Airbnbs together let's you know oh we're all, it's an off day let's all go get food together like they were the first band that we kind of like really whenever way and then like you know body snatcher you know those are our homies like to death so you know i ride for them super hard so yeah, over the years like we've just made a lot of a lot of good friends you know it's definitely people i like being around more than others on the road but overall you know definitely like i don't think there's any band that we have beef with which i'm that's what i'm more happy about i definitely don't want no beef that's always good to you know I think at least yeah, <laughs> at least a little of that, a little of that. A little dad joke for you. <laughs> You're in a, another band too, Hollow Prophet, right? Yeah, yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's like a super group, like to the max. Yeah, it's just online homies just trying to make some weird shit, some crazy ass shit. It's fun. I mean, I did. I I I haven't done anything with them in a while, so I just did it all. Um, waiting for the rest to get done. Mm-hmm. Definitely some wild shit though. Definitely like probably the craziest drum stuff that I could write because I knew I wouldn't have to ever yeah. play a show. So, so. who's it? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, Slaughter Prevail, uh, Shot of Intent, and Arcania, right? Acrania. Acrania. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That's like a like stupid like amount of talent. Yeah, it's fun. I've known Jack for mad long. It's just like, and Ben too. So it's just like, you know, it's really natural, you know, just like end up with the homies like that. Just like nice to like just have homies that you've been coming up with we're all in a good position to do something cool together you know as opposed to like a long time ago we were all working on our bands and can't do something on the side so now it's nice to like do some side project shit you know do some feature decks you know stuff and because i have the time and lorna kind of does its own thing like we have a good system so i don't really have to dedicate too much of my like personal uh energy like every single day on Lorna you know there's definitely just times to tackle it and nothing else matters and then it can be left for like a little bit you know mm-hmm. and not and and so I could attend to like other hobbies other projects whatever it might be I um, say so you do you do vocals too right like I saw you did like a, a lot of uh, I, forgot I just vocals. it's for fun you just do it for fun I just strictly I have never I don't think I've ever recorded my I mean I did like a couple screens of like Flesh Coffin and like just random like parts where I'm buried in the back but uh, I don't know just being on tour with the homies and like I'm always hyping the shit up on side stage like you know I like a lot of the bands we tour like I'm not afraid to like say I like a band or like I listen to a band a lot so like you know half the time I know this shit I'm jamming I'll get close with them I never like you know never like let me hop up there usually just like come up one day like yo just fucking grab them like do some crazy I'm like and I'll usually hype it up for like a week 
and be like, just, ah, not today, not today. And then, yeah, one day when I'm feeling it, I'm just like, all right, let's go. Because it is very nerve-wracking. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a different vibe for me, so. Yeah, because usually you're in the back, you know, just kicking ass in the drums. Yeah. Vocals, you know, that's like the complete opposite. It's a lot you're to do. It's a lot right to do. you got to say the right words in the right pattern, not hit anyone, not fall over, <laughs> not sound like it. There's a lot to think about in that second, so. You also got to sound good, too. And yeah. sound good. Yeah. Which, to be honest, in those moments, it's the last thing I'm thinking about. I'm like, let me just go hard. As long as I look good, it'll, it'll, it'll this will do. But yeah, no, it's fun. Like, you know, these Nuts, Body Snatcher, Fisher Maker, you know, just a couple of homies that just like, and they, you're, they're usually bands we're really close with. Like, I wouldn't do that with like, or like Carnifex, like, let me do the Slipknot cover with them. I was <laughs> like, all right, that's ridiculous, but I'll do it. And that was the same thing. He's just like, yo, come on up. I'm like, dude, I don't do vocals. He's like, fuck it, just come up. I was like, all right. So did you know how to do vocals like before someone asked you one time? Absolutely not. Oh, no, so you, you just kind of winged it? Oh, hell yeah. That's crazy. Out of breath, completely out of breath. Just feel just like I, I literally probably like, I would have to like lay down after. <laughs> when, was, like, when was the first time you did vocals for someone? Like they just called you up and said, hey. Oh, fuck. It wasn't Carnifex. It was probably Face Your Maker back in, we were on tour with them with No Zodiac. And yeah, those was just the homies. I don't know. I just one day I decided to do it and it was fun. That was definitely yeah, the first time. And then these nuts in Europe, fucking body snatcher. Yeah, I kind of I try to make it a thing. Why not? If I'm having fun, I'll fucking do it. I ain't got shit else to do. It's always know? good when you can see like bands like just straight up just having fun on a show because well that too you know I think that shows that you know. You ever think about like doing both the same time like drums and vocals at the same time? Not in Lorna, but like if it was <laughs> yeah. something else for sure. Like that would be fun, but. Yeah, not in Lorna. Oh my god, Lorna, that'd be nuts. I just, it would, it's, it, it, nothing be, would come like out. Double out of breath. They wouldn't, nothing would come out. <laughs> it, I barely have air up there. There's no scream coming out. Yes, yeah, so like, do they have a fan by you? Because I know it got, oh, gotta be hot as hell. I mean, uh, there's no, like, yo, here, homie, here's the fan. <laughs> <laughs> I have to bring my own fan every okay. show, and I have my own fan, but, like, you know. I've left the fan at a venue. I've let someone borrow it. I forgot. I've probably had like five, six fans by now. But fuck, man. Those, like, I remember, I like finally, I think it was the show we were playing. I think I was like all good or there was a fan at the venue. So I let uh, our guitar player, Andrew, use it. And he was like, dude, like, I don't ever want to play another show without that fan. <laughs> because like, you don't even, because like the fan's kind of too far to like, for you to get like blasted with it. Um, but it just kind of keeps the air moving around you, so it doesn't feel so, like, just stagnant and, like, really, like, just, like, damp and, like, awful. So that's why I tell people all the time, because, like, because for me, like, if you blow it right on you, when you start sweating, like, it's going to start, like, you're going to get, like... Cold. Yeah, it's cold gonna It's going to get yeah, weird, like, and you're going to be in, like, a weird <laughs> spot on stage where you're like, all right, I, I got, I'm cold, but I'm sweaty, and da 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 And, like, when it's blowing on you, so, like, I really just aim it right at my ankles. Like, literally, and just that little bit of air down there and then flowing around me just works. Yeah, like, you usually got hundreds of sweaty-ass, stank people in one room. Oh, yeah. And the is air it, definitely gets stale. Is it, like, a big industrial fan? I mean, I've seen homies with that, yeah, that, like, lunch room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I got, like, it's, like, a construction site thing, so it's actually sick because it's got, like, two USBs and then a plug on the side so I could charge my jewel, my phone, and, like, my oh, camera that's, that's all at the same sick. time. And it's that. like an extension cord, so I could plug all my like other shit. So and then yeah, it just like kind of rotates up or down. It's got three speeds. It's fucking, shit's got everything but Wi-Fi. Shit's fire. 
I have a two-parter question. So, have you guys ever played an outdoor show? Yeah. Okay. Was it, like, extremely hot or, like, cold? Or, like, how, how was it? Because I'm sure the elements, like, get a little different. Both. It's not climate-controlled. Uh, we've done both. We did. We played a show in Salt Lake. Uh, this place loading dock, and it's literally, like, a loading dock. So it's, like, an indoor-outdoor. Like, we're indoor, but the crowd is outdoor. Okay. Like, it's really just, like, we're playing here, and then this is all outside. But if it's freezing, it's going to be fucking freezing on stage. Like, there's nothing to hide it. So that was the cold show we played. Hot, I mean, I've played mad, you know. Like, we played fucking Las Vegas. It was, like, 105 Fuck in the summer. God, that was man. actually not that bad. Cause it was, like, 11.30 we played, and, like, I don't know. I was I was just ripped up. I was, like, it's Vegas. One of my best friends from home, like, flew in to come to stay with us for, like, three days of tour. So I was just having a great time with, like, one of my friends from back home. Um, and then, yeah, we played, like, McAllen, Texas, which is, like, the southern tip. And it was, like, an outdoor, like, literally just, like, straight ca- like straight cactuses. And, like, like it was the only place I've ever been where, like, if you just looked, like, past where there was light available, like, it was just black. Oh, wow. Like, you could just walk further enough from someone and, it, like, 8, 10 feet, and it's just nothing. I was like, yo, this is, like, fuck. There ain't shit out here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean... I don't know, in those times, like, you're always thinking, like, fuck, this is gonna fuck me up, but the only time I really see it, like, fucking up is, like, if you, like, have time to chill, because not for nothing, like, once you start playing, like, your adrenaline's going, and, like, nothing matters, and, like, once you get off stage, you're like, oh, god, that sucked, but, like, as far as playing, playing, like, if, as long as, if I, if I just hold those sticks and never let go, fine, like, even if my palms are sweaty, like, fine, they're just staying there, but, like, God forbid a stick breaks so, or like we take a long break I like take a sip of water like dry off my hands oh game over like yeah. now I got slippery hands now I cooled down too much now I'm like fighting this balance of shit you know it's like once you get a chance to start noticing all the shit that's going on around you then yeah I think it's just best to just zero in and just like alright get through the set it's hot as balls and, and like yeah like in Dallas Gas Monkey that's an outside venue um, it's sick, but it's in Dallas, so it gets really fucking hot sometimes. Like, definitely, uh, it's probably worse for vocalists though, just because I don't know, air, air, air. That's their whole fucking thing. So. Oh yeah, I can imagine singing. They gotta jump around, breathing in hot. It just inhales all hot. I would be so yeah, yeah hot like, damn. I'd just be air. like, I don't even want to sing anymore. That thick ass <laughs> Texas air, bro. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, have, no. have you ever like actively fucked up in a song one time that you had to stop? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. We talk about it all the time, man. Adam. It's literally like this is just one time that it happened. It wasn't even that long ago. It was like on our headliner. We played uh, fuck uh, Kansas somewhere in Kansas, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We we're playing Funeral Moon, and like not for nothing at that point, I probably played Funeral Moon like three hundred times. Like that was like the oldest song in the set. And I don't know. It's just like it was like second to last day of tour. I'm just like kind of just like grooving. I'm just like all right, you know, whatever. Another show. Like it's gonna be fun. And so I wasn't really like dialed in because it was like a smaller show. And I don't know. I was just like trying different things. So I was like, all right, let me do some like crazy fill, like before the breakdown. And like my muscle memory from playing it 300 times for me doing that just completely like erased what was supposed to happen next. So when the breakdown hit, I remember. I just like started playing the wrong thing and then I just like stopped 
<laughs> and I just like had my hands in the air like this, and I just was like, and the clicks going, but I just didn't know what I was supposed to hit, when I was supposed to hit it. So I just hit nothing. And I remember like Adam was like in a mid dip, and he's like looking at me, he's, like, and he's like playing the pattern, and like CJ is like screaming, he's like looking at me, he's like, what the fuck is happening? I'm just like. <laughs> and then I like came in and everything was fine. We finished the song. We like laughed. Everyone like in the venue laughed. Like everyone, it was like a very obvious thing. But like it was literally like, like it was just a brain fart. Like I, it, I was literally like, playing everything. It was like hit this feeling. I was just like, what do I do next? <laughs> I don't know. So you guys finished it like flawlessly. Like yeah, we finished the song. Like, like I got back onto the click. Like right at the end of the breakdown, finished the outro, the last chorus, and we're like, all right, fuck it. That, that's how you know you're good at jumping. You just hop right back on and act like I always happened. do. Always do. I don't know how. I've, I've been like a beat behind and I'll just like play a minute faster and then just get back to it. And like, I've had really good luck with click track for sure. That's funny as fuck. I don't know if it's luck or <laughs> I know what I'm doing, but I don't, in that moment, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just it, trying to get through. It's got to be hilarious. Like, you guys like look super serious and say you're playing these heavy ass fucking songs and shit. But you fuck up and you just become like human again. You're oh, just like, like oh, oh shit, what am I doing? Exactly what happened. Everyone's like <laughs> smiling at me. I'm like, ah, damn it. It was funny as shit though. Like everyone on the tour like seen it. I was like, I'm not ashamed. You know what I mean? So like that's not gonna beat me up. I'm like, dude, I played enough shows. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, like if you, you see you me fuck it. up, then cool. You know what I mean? Go tell people that. It'll yeah. be the only time. Yeah. You, know? you saw something <laughs> special, damn it. You saw something special. I never fuck up. Nah. <laughs> but the, seeing, seeing something that's fun, like, I'd, I'd laugh if I seen a band do that. Like, that's funny. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah, I feel like especially after playing it 300 times, like you said, like, you you mess up, it's like, oh, well, I played a bunch of times right already. I'm yeah. bound to mess up once. Exactly. It doesn't matter. So. so, what's your favorite song to play live, and what's the hardest song to play live? Uh, favorite is probably Death Portrait because it's just, it's fun. It slams the whole way through. It's fucking great. Um, I've had nothing but fun with that one since we started playing it. Hardest, um... Like, do you ever just dread that, like, you have to, you have to play a song? You know, like, Funeral Moon's fucking hard, but, like, again, I played it so many times that, like, I shouldn't have a problem with it. Um... Except that one time. Except that one time <laughs> that we were beefing. But, like, that song is usually last in the set. It's really hard, so I'm always like, oh, my God, I gotta get through this. Um, but Immortal, like, we only played it, like, eight times, but, like, that shit was really hard. But it was, like, a rewarding hard. It was, like, you know, doable. So, like, I knew if I was just at a good spot that day that I would nail the song. But it's definitely a song, like, I knew I had to warm up and, like, get myself to the right, literally the right strength and just, like, the right, like, flow. And just, like, really just let go on that song because it just doesn't stop. It's, like, six and a half minutes. It doesn't stop. Except, like, the breakdown. Yeah. You feel this album, like, kind of challenged you to, like... Do more on the drums, like I don't know, kind of. Yeah, up your I mean, game. it's like it's like half and half. It's like I did more of one thing and like try to stay away from some of the more chaoticness that kind of was a, a thing, just because like learning music and like listening to certain bands, I'm just like noticing trends in my playing, and then certain trends in other people's playing that's like good that I can adopt and like kind of make my own thing. So yeah, I'm just like trying to go more like relentless. So like it's it's kind of like it's more of the same thing, but it almost sounds like I'm faster and crazier now just because it's one thing and it's like really like like uh, punishing, you know. Instead of like switching up blast beats and you know doing this for like a bar, doing this kind of blast for a bar, doing that kind, just like a a, a blast beat sampler 
appetizer sampler, you know, over every beat, which was like kind of what I used to do because I just smorgasbord. Yeah, like like you could do four different blasts in every riff. So now I'm just like, which one sounds the best out of those four, and let's just fucking do that because it just sounds better. You know what I mean? So I think just studying metal, it's like made my job easier on like the brain level, but like I just have to be more physically fit to play our new shit. Takes less mind power, but more like actual physical. Like, uh, yeah, you gotta fucking just go for it. Do you think if you were asked to tomorrow, you could play a set? Let's say six song set. Do you think you're ready to do that? I mean, I'll I'll, I'll play some. <laughs> so I'll play some for six songs. I don't know what it's how what it's gonna sound like, but I'll we'll get, get through, through it. it. Yeah. I'll get through it. Will it be amazing? Eh. It'll be an attempt. It'll be, some, it'll be something. It I promise best. you that. That's all that matters. But nah. If I had to rip, like, you know, quick two, three songer, sure. But I know after that I'm going to be tired. Yeah. I, I was watching your, your uh, drum playthrough that you put on uh, YouTube a little while ago. Uh huh. That's fucking crazy. Like, I, I was just watching it and I'm like, you're moving so fucking fast. Like, you could train me for years. I don't think I'd be able to do it. Just. Cause like yeah. I'm uh, like an unfit piece of shit right now. <laughs> so. Dude, me too. Like, it's really just I've done it for so long that like I don't even. I just know if I got in more shape, like it would just make my life easy. Cause like I could do I could do these things. It's just like the 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 amount of effort it takes. If I'm just in better shape, will just it's just I, I could do these things in my sleep. Then you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've lost a lot of, like, weight and got better uh, with my health, like, over the last, like, four years. You know, I used to be, like, like probably like 60 pounds heavier, and now I'm just, like, kind of coasting this, you know, midway, but, like, I feel good, so, like, that's all I care about. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? I literally don't care. Like, I'm just like, whatever. Like, I feel good. Smell good. We're <laughs> good. We're good. Rick Flair. You said Rick Flair? Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard that? No. I look good. Smell good. Oh, oh I, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Wheeling, dealing. Yep. Two time. Yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of Ric Flair, um, that's like a big Devils thing. Are you a Devils fan by any chance? Jersey. Yeah. I can't say I am. I mean, hockey's one of the sports I observe. I like it all, but I don't have a team. You know what I mean? But I, I just know. think it's sick. I think I it's sick. That's how I feel about every sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't watch any sports. Do you watch any sports at all, or are you just like? I watch football. You know, I was. Uh, my buddy's a big Steelers fan, my buddy Brett, so I helped him out this year. And I started wearing the jersey, and we watched football games together, and they went 11-0 for the first time since, like, 1930. So I was like, shit, like, this is great. <laughs> this is my first time, like, watching Steelers. But he's like, ah! And then they just fucking lost, and they just blew, blew everything. So we literally watched, I think, 30 seconds of that last game. Oh wow! Really? Oh, it was it was one of the worst. Yeah. It was one of the most painful first, first minutes of a game I ever watched. Yeah, and like my buddy was just like, I can't do this. I mean, I bet heavy on the Browns because oh, I, I yeah. thought the Steelers were frauds. So I was like, Nah, you you know what I mean? Like he said it best. They they didn't want it. You know what I mean? Browns wanted it. I don't know what any of that shit you just said, but <laughs> what, does what does it mean the Steelers are frauds? <laughs> that they're not real. That they they, they look good at the beginning, but they played nobody. Yeah. They didn't play any good teams. So why do they call them frogs? Fraud. Fraud. <laughs> they're like so frogs. frogs. It's, yeah, it's fucking amphibians. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're in. Tall basses. Fucking frogs, man. Love that. Oh my god, we actually went to Pittsburgh for an interview with Casket Maker before. That was fun. I want to oh, do nice. more travel interviews. 
with, with the frogs? Yeah, yeah, us with the frogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to Lancaster next Friday. Can't say with who yet because that's a surprise. Nice, nice. But um, yeah, yeah man, I travel, travel, travel nice. more. I love traveling. I mean, you travel plenty for touring. I love traveling. That's probably yeah. just one of the greatest things to do in life is just travel. Yeah, has it there is been? You make it. Has there been any place that like literally just blew you away, where you just stepped off like or got out of the van or stepped off a bus? You're just like, wow. I can't believe I'm actually here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of times, you know. You know, if I stepped off a bus into some 105 degree Las Vegas heat or Texas heat, I'd, I'd definitely be blown away. Oh, <laughs> dude, blown yeah. away. oh, yeah. No, sometimes, yeah, you're just like, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, any day in Europe, really, just because they drive through the night and you wake up at 9 in the morning, you know, like me or... You open the bus door, you don't know where you are, you've never been there, you can't even ask where you are, everyone's sleeping, you just open the door and you're in, you know, London, and you gotta go to the bathroom, like, so you start walking around and shit, it's just like, then you find, find then you finally pee and you could think, you're like, alright, let me go walk around and find something to eat, so like, yeah, definitely like moments like that, like waking up in London, waking up in like Budapest, or... You know, even like San Francisco, we woke up at the Golden Gate one day, like just like literally parked in the parking lot outside of it, and then woke up and it was like so many cars. Like we're just in this van. I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck's going on? And it's just like people visiting the Golden Gate. But that was cool. Definitely, uh, I like the West Coast. West Coast is nice. You like uh, you like In and Out? I think it's overrated personally. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's it's consistent. I'll give them that. You you, you will get the same thing at every restaurant, yeah. but that same thing is okay. You know what I mean? Like I did like the burgers. Like you know, I'm vegan now, but um, the burgers always hit for me. And then I like the Neapolitan shake with all the flavors. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you get all three flavors. That shit's fire. But yeah, other than that, like you know, it's not a. There's better. There's better out there for Absolutely. sure. You know what I mean? Five guys. Five, five guys fire. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so much good food out there. Like, that's what I miss about touring is just eating places that aren't so familiar. Yeah, and especially in Europe. There's got to be a bunch of crazy shit out there. And, you know, out there it's, like, hard. Like, you know what I mean? You you, you put that idea in your head, like, yo, it's going to be sick. I'm going to eat their food. And then, like, you go to go somewhere to eat. And, like, you just, like, don't know what to look for. Like, <laughs> You see, like, a picture of a hamburger on the side of it, and you're like, I'm going there. Yeah. And then, like, and it says hamburger in their language and then in English, and you're like, all right, cool. Yeah. So most of the time you stick to places that, like, will speak English, too. Like, like McDonald's, to be honest, we ate a lot because they have the touchscreen menu. You can change it to English. You know what you're paying. You don't have to talk to anyone. Boom. Perfect. I love that. I would always go to that. But it kind of sucks because, yeah, like, you don't get to experience much just because the... Uh, I mean, it's just kind of awkward, you know what I mean? Like, when you walk in somewhere and they're, they greet you in their language, and you're like, Whoa, American over here. Hey! And they're just, and then they're like, Ah, oh, yeah. Fucking Americans. Like, and it is kind of <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? Like, and that's why, like, now my perspective, like, here, you know, put on the, it's like people that can't speak uh, English that good and try and, like, it's like, I feel fucking bad for them because I, I feel like I couldn't do anything. Like, I feel like I was a piece of shit. Like, if you ask, like, you guys got a bathroom? Like, the fact that I couldn't ask them in their language, I feel like they just hated me. Yeah. That's not the case, but, like, you can get that vibe just because you don't understand. Yeah, like, you're yeah. inconveniencing them. Yeah, and there's, like, a barrier, you know, you're like, you just can't get through it. It's like, dude, I just gotta take a piss. That would yeah. be so, like, <laughs> terrifying. I mean, in Europe, too, you have to pay to go to the bathroom anywhere, so. Really? Oh, yeah, anywhere. 
That's crazy. Didn't you used to have, we were talking about this. Yeah, like, yeah, literally a few days yeah, ago, yeah, we yeah, were yeah, just talking cool. about how they used to make us here pay for bathrooms until like the 70s. Yeah. Like you had to pay for public bathrooms here. I it's guess like, in it's England, like, they still got that. It's like 50 cents or or, or a euro. Oh, I thought it was going to be like, oh, too. I thought you meant like if you walk in like a store or something, you're like, oh, buy something and you get a bathroom. But you're talking like a public? Yeah, yeah, or? like, like oh, you go sure. to the rest area like you would here. Uh, you'd have to pay like a euro or two to go to the bathroom. Yeah, they're only three pence and use the, the toilet. Yeah, like, <laughs> and they have them like straight up like guarded and everything. Like, it's crazy. Three shekels. But <laughs> the way I seen it was the bathrooms were always nice. So I will pay a dollar to use a nice clean bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Like, some, like, I will pay that money. So if we had to start doing that here to have clean bathrooms... Fucking go. A lot of people would not be able to take a shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't even. Su- I'd be in like you know. I'd have euros, and then we're in fucking Swiss, and I don't got Swiss bucks. Or like, I have pounds, but I don't have euros. And to use the bathroom, it's the pound. It's like so at all moments, I would just have this change of just like every currency <laughs> in Europe, just like in this one thing. I'm like, oh, what the is it the francs? <laughs> I was like, fuck, I got four shekels, you three pounds, and a rupee. Night, I got my little, I literally had like a coin purse, and I would just keep it. Oh, the coin pouch, yeah. I literally bought pouch. one because of how many coins are out there, and I was just like, and I remember it, it had my name on it, I got it, like some shitty, like, touristy thing, but I was like, every day, wake up, put on your, your my Crocs, <laughs> I run into this bathroom, I'm like, fuck, what the fuck, how much is this shit? But yeah, that shit's funny, though. That's something the United States should definitely invest in. Because oh, our no. bathrooms here are so shitty. They're fucking terrible. They're literally we shitty. We need those Japanese bathrooms, like the bidets. No. The oh, the bidets, no, yep. No, now no. you're bugging. I'm not letting the toilet spray me my ass, bro. <laughs> I, want, hey. I mean, I want to be against trying it. I, I would exactly. try it once. Just once. You want to try it. But the thing down. is, you can't You can't let it happen to you, and then you jump up because the water just spray. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you got to own it. Yeah, you got to just. They should make them with, like, first-time users, like, little straps. So, like, you strap yourself in, and you can't get up from it. You just hit that button. No turning That's like torture. Yeah, literally. It probably wouldn't go that way. Let this thing spray your ass right now. Literally. Oh, man. Um, really, like big metal straps, so, like, yeah. like you're not going anywhere until it's done spraying. Your fucking legs is numb, bro. You're not getting up. <laughs> oh man, but um, dude, this has been so fun. This has like been the fastest fucking hour ever. Yeah, for real. Or however long it's been, been an hour. hour. Yeah. But um, Hell this yeah. has been great, man. It's been an honor to have you. You know, you're our um, biggest guest so far. We appreciate you coming out, and um, yeah, thank you so much, man. Uh, thank you, bro. Have a good time. Take bro. care, man. Thank you.